0: Welcome to the Homeschool with Moxie podcast, where our goal is to inspire and encourage you with actionable strategies to take you from overwhelmed to confident in your homeschool adventure. I'm Abby Banks, and this is episode number 10. This episode is brought to you by my free members only resource library, which you can find at 41more.com forward slash library. Welcome to episode 10 of the Homeschool with Moxie podcast. This episode wraps up our very first season. And as we're kind of getting into the Christmas season, if you're listening to this when it comes out, um, our family watched the movie The Man Who Invented Christmas. And it was getting... It was the, the backstory of Charles Dickens and what went into his writing The Christmas Carol. And of course, that is such an iconic part of Christmas and thinking of the past... Uh, and the present and even the future kind of gets you really out of yourself and thinking about your big priorities and and even with homeschooling, like what, what are my goals here and am I accomplishing them? And it got me thinking that I would like to talk about some life lessons, homeschool life lessons that I would tell my younger self. My oldest kids are now in high school. I've got two high schoolers this year, and our fifth child is starting kindergarten. So we really have the span of everything. And I kind of, it's hard going back to homeschooling kindergarten when the other kids are are well past that. But at the same time, I feel like I might do my best job ever with child number five because I've gotten to live through my mistakes and my regrets and kind of think, okay, what do I really want to do with kindergarten, first grade? And I get to kind of start all over with number five which is a little bit, is a little bit fun. And I'm really getting rid of a lot of my homeschool clutter these days with kindergarten, and I'm just really peeling it back to the bare bones. And I'm really trying to enjoy um, just regular life and letting her really... Explore and do more non-traditional school things. Like when I had the boys in kindergarten, I was just so much more about the workbooks and that kind of thing. So, anyway, that's kind of the backstory to why I decided to do this episode. I'm really thinking about, um, you know, what what I've been through in the last ten years or more with homeschooling and what I want the next ten years to look like. So, if I could go back to my younger self about um, ten years ago when we started homeschooling. We had just moved to a new a new city, a new house, a new everything. I had a new baby. We moved into a place that needed some renovations. We were so busy, and at the same time, I was starting to homeschool my oldest. My oldest um, of course, was in kindergarten and then i he had two younger brothers that were toddlers, and then we had this new baby so it was crazy and You know, I did the best I could, and I think I did a fine job, but there are things that I wish I could go back in time and tell myself that maybe would have eased some of the burden and some of that overwhelmed feeling that a lot of us can feel. Now, you might be jumping into homeschooling with older kids. You might not even have babies and toddlers, but you still have that overwhelmed feeling when you're jumping into something like homeschooling because it is a big It's a big responsibility, but at the same time, I think we can talk some sense into ourselves and realize that we don't have to feel overwhelmed all the time with it. So this podcast is all about some life lessons I would tell my younger self, and I still would tell myself today. It's kind of like speaking truth to myself when I I get in my own mind and feel crazy. So maybe you can relate. So here's number one, enjoy your kids more. So I would definitely tell myself to enjoy my kids more. Like I said, I was a little bit too much into the traditional school, workbooks, getting this, everything I expected had to get done for school. I mean, my oldest was in kindergarten. I really could have scaled back a bit. Of course, he needed to learn how to read and he needed to get a good foundation in math. But I really could have enjoyed the stage we were at more. I have a bad habit, and maybe you can relate to this, I have a bad habit of just always thinking about the next stage. If I'm frustrated in, in a certain season of life, like when they were all babies and toddlers and I wasn't sleeping, I just couldn't wait to get out of that stage and wait till they grow up a little bit. But then you're in that next stage and you're like, I can't wait till the next stage. And and I'm, I find myself, if I'm not careful, I'm never enjoying the stage I'm actually in. I'm never really enjoying my kids at each stage. I'm kind of wishing for the next season. But... If I could go back, I would say, enjoy the kids more. They had such natural curiosity, and we did have a lot of play and a lot of unstructured time with four boys at my house at that point. I mean, they could play for hours building train tracks and going outside and playing in the woods. So I'm not saying I didn't do any of that, but maybe in my own mind I was just too um, being too strict with some of the the traditional school thoughts of, like, we have to sit down and get these workbooks done. And I really did try to recreate school at home for a while. Um, at that point, um, I had been out of the classroom for for several years. But, you know, as a former teacher, I'm I'm thinking of the all the school entrapments. The desks and the posters on the walls and all the manipulatives and the bookshelves in this little bedroom that we turned into our schoolroom. And I really probably didn't need to do that. I could have taken a more relaxed approach and maybe we all would have enjoyed that better. So it's a It's a simple thing and and I'm not saying you can't do workbooks. I'm not saying you can't have a schoolroom that's definitely not what I'm saying, but just enjoy each season enjoy your kids and if that means being more flexible and more relaxed and if that's what it takes to enjoy being with your kids because let's face it, you know we homeschool because we do love being with our kids we don't want to send them off every day to the public school to have them to have them educated so embrace that, it, it's, it is different, our culture, you know, they sing it's the most wonderful time of the year, when it's September, when you get rid of your kids, right, and that always makes homeschool moms cringe, because we're saying, well, but we actually, is it okay to say we like our kids? You know, we do, we love to be with them, doesn't mean they don't drive us crazy, and we don't drive them crazy, but here's point number one, life lesson, I would tell my younger self 10 years ago, just relax, enjoy the kids more, enjoy the season you're in, Don't try to rush it, and just be present in the moment. So that's point number one. Point number two in the homeschool life lessons I would tell my younger self is to find your tribe. And I think this is great advice for anyone, no matter if you're starting to homeschool right now, if you've been homeschooling for 10 years, if you have little kids or big kids, it's to find your tribe. You know how this is you can feel really alone when you're homeschooling because you're home with your kids. You might not have as much adult interaction as you were used to, especially if you used to work outside the home full-time and now you're home with your kids. You need to find those people that get it. You know, the people that get excited about these homeschooling crazy things like we do, right? Like the curriculum deals you got or the fact that your child just overcame a a, a great disadvantage and, and... Learn something that you thought was going to be impossible. You have to have people cheering you on. When I was first homeschooling, I did follow this advice. I did find my tribe, and it's not because I went looking, but it's because when we moved to this new city when I was first started out, it had a vibrant homeschool group, which I am so thankful for because if I had moved to a city where it was hard to connect with other homeschoolers, that would have been a really hard situation for me. Now, I am an introvert, so I don't mind being you know by myself a lot I don't have to go out every night of the week with other women to feel like I'm energized in fact I don't do that because I like to be at home at night I just I'm an introvert classic introvert but I did appreciate finding my tribe and like I said we had a vibrant homeschooling group there probably were 40 or more families in this group and shout out to the fundy home educators of St. John New Brunswick which is where we were living at the time it was awesome because there were older moms who are now my age, you know, with kids in high school, but back then when I had a kindergartner as my oldest, I could look to these moms who had high schoolers and you know they would sell their their old curriculum and so of course I'm going to buy curriculum from them because it came with their recommendation of hey this worked great for us and we got together and we did spelling bees and we did history fairs and it was just so much fun. And there were other moms who also were new to homeschooling when I was new to homeschooling. It's just great to find your tribe. So I know it can be difficult to say this because I live in an area now where it's a rural area and it's hard to find a group close enough with the right dynamics for my family. And it's hard to fit it in now that I have high schoolers because we do have so much more on our plate with getting certain classes done in high school. So I totally get it if a homeschool co-op group is not going to fit in for you. But the awesome thing is, and of course, if you're listening to a podcast, you're already savvy online, you know that the online world has opened just so many possibilities that we didn't have 10 years ago. So find your tribe on Facebook. Find your tribe on social media and be able to share in there. And it is such a great thing to know that you're not alone and there are other moms who totally get it. So that's a totally... um, practical thing that you can do over the holiday season, go ahead and find some great Facebook groups of homeschooling moms that are encouraging and that don't have drama, but you can find other people who get what you're going through. So that's point number two, find your tribe. Okay, the third homeschool life lesson that I would tell my younger self is to stop feeling guilty. There's a lot of things homeschool moms can feel guilty about, and I'll link to a post in the show notes over at 41more.com forward slash 10, a post I wrote about FOMO. Fear of missing out. And this is a big deal for homeschool moms because we're always feeling guilty about something, it seems, unless we wrap our heads around it and tell ourselves the truth, like stop feeling guilty. But here's the thing that I would feel guilty about. Um, maybe I'd feel guilty that I saw bloggers or other moms recommending all these amazing curriculums and you can't do them all. You know, Someone wants you to purchase this package curriculum and someone wants you to try out their new you know, science experiment curriculum and, and you just feel like, well, I've got to do it all. But you can't. Here's the thing. Get ideas and recommendations. Research. Read about it. But make a decision and then stop looking into it. Do what's best for you. I say a lot on my blog that I don't use printables, and I never want anyone to think that if they're using worksheets in their homeschool, they're doing it wrong. I've just found that for me tons of printables are not good for my kids and they overwhelm me with printing them out and just the paperwork involved and I'd rather not do school that way. But it doesn't mean that if it works for you, you shouldn't do it. Here's the thing. My goal at Homeschool with Moxie is to say, look, you need to embrace your journey and find your groove. And that's the cool thing about homeschooling. There's not one way to do it. This is what the public school system says. The public school system says there's one way to educate kids and it's the way we do it. It. and everyone has to get into this mold, and that's where so much frustration comes from. The kids who are wanting to go on, and they're in more advanced, and they've already mastered this topic, they're not allowed. They have to be held back and do busy work while the rest of the class catches up, and then you have the kids on the other end who are struggling, and they only got a 75% on their math test, but they still have to go on to the next chapter with the rest of the class, but hey, they don't know a quarter of the material, but you're making them go on. So this is obviously where homeschool, we have we have really said no. We are meeting our kids' needs, and there's not one right way to do it. We are going to do what's best for our kids. So I want to encourage you, if I could tell my younger self this, I would say, look, stop feeling guilty. Do your research, figure out what fits the budget, figure out what's going to work for you in this season, and just do it. The bloggers aren't always right You know, I've had some regrets in things I've chosen in my homeschool, and, oh, I wish I wouldn't have done that. But, you know what, at least we had a plan. It's okay. Not everything is going to be 100% and pivoting is okay. If you started the year with a certain math curriculum and your kids hate it and you have tears every day and you can't stand it, there is no reason why you can't start something new in January. And this is a great year to, uh, great time of year if you're listening to this live at Christmas, but you know, really any time of the year, you have that freedom and embrace it. You can pivot. Pivoting is okay you know go with the big picture plans. I'm a big proponent in getting your big plans out there. Your big picture, like what's the flow for this year? What's the goal? I am not a big proponent of lesson planning your homeschool year day by day. I don't think you need to do that. But big plans are okay. Pivoting is okay. Be flexible, but once you find your groove, embrace it. Don't keep looking around and comparing yourself with others. You've got to stop. And I'm talking to myself here. I do this too. I'm looking around and saying, oh, but their teenagers are learning this and learning this, and my kids are, you know, it's so easy to compare. Our kids don't need that kind of burden, comparing them with others. And we don't need to put that burden on ourselves and comparing ourselves to other homeschool moms. We are all unique. We all have different sets of kids with different sets of strengths and weaknesses. So here's the point I'm trying to say is just stop feeling guilty. You do you, and you be comfortable in your own skin with homeschooling. And that's a, that's a lesson we all need to teach ourselves and say it over and over, because it, it keeps creeping up, doesn't it? But that's point number three stop feeling guilty, you do you. So I said I was gonna have three life lessons, but here's a bonus fourth that I think it's important to say again and again. What I would tell my younger self, number four, is you won't ruin your kids. You know, in our homeschool journey, some things haven't quite worked out as I had imagined. If I could go back with some of the kids, I would definitely do things differently with certain subjects, with certain uh, uh, routines and schedules. But I'm not going to ruin the kids. And you're not going to ruin your kids either. You give them their, their foundation. You get their foundations going. You give them a strong work ethic. You, make, you hold them responsible. Include them in the running of the household. Enjoy family time. Enjoy the stage you're in. But you're not going to ruin your kids. The most important thing is not the curriculum. It's not that you finish the book or the textbook or the workbook or whatever. It's that you have a relationship with your kids at the end of the day that you wouldn't have if you had sent them off to school. There are challenges with them being at home with us all the time but there are also great advantages that if we can keep our heads on straight remember our big why remember our priorities we'll we'll realize that we're not going to ruin our kids by homeschooling them and so these are things I would tell my younger self if I could go back I would say enjoy the kids more find your tribe stop feeling guilty you do you and no you're not going to ruin your kids So I hope this has encouraged you to realize that you can do this homeschool thing. Thanks for listening with me to episode number 10, and thanks for listening along this season. If you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever podcasts are. And find the show notes for this episode at 41more.com forward slash 10. And once again, this episode was brought to you by my free members-only resource library, which you can download lots of uh, helpful resources, printables, and other uh, things over there at 41 more.com forward slash library. Thanks so much for listening and happy homeschooling.